and welcome to my podcast, The Black Eye. I am your host, Michelle. Today, I was on the internet, a dangerous pastime, I know, but um, a couple of articles stood out to me on the post-millennial. One was that uh, Gen Saki finally admits that Cuban protests are the result of failed ideology of communism. And the second one was that Gen Saki doubles down on censorship of Americans on social media. And the irony or the dichotomy or whatever it is that struck me did not go unnoticed. Because while people in Cuba are yelling freedom, 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 people or the government, the United States government here, this Biden administration is screaming, censure, censure, censure. And it just struck me that somehow, some way, the world has just gotten it's turned upside down. And that the people who don't have freedom want freedom. And that we who do have freedom are very quietly and submissively allowing it to go away. Anyways, it was interesting to see, uh, to hear. Uh, Saki admit that communism is a failed ideology. And it got me to thinking on how it squares with the far left squad in the Democratic Party. Because the Democratic Party has in in essence, bow to them, bow to their 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 demands, bow to their uh, their ideas, and bow to their, for lack of a better word, right now because this is a one-off, their ideology. We have listened to Bernie Sanders praise Cuba, uh, praise it to the highest hills, uh, their medical uh, community that, you know, their, 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 uh, what do you call it, their facade that they only show to outsiders and not what really happens with the people or to the people. You hear AOC talking about communism in only the way she can explain communism. I'm not even going to try to delve into that. But um, anyways, I wanted to play for you this, uh, this video because it's very important that 
they know that communism is a failed ideology. And if they know this, then why are they attempting to insinuate communism into the American structure? But anyways, on with the video or the audio. This White House still think the protests in Cuba are happening because people are upset about a rise in COVID cases there, or is there some thought maybe given to the possibility that they are protesting because they are sick of communism? Well, uh, Peter, first I would say communism is a failed ideology, and we certainly believe that. It has failed the people of Cuba. They deserve freedom. They deserve a government that supports them, whether that is uh, making sure they have health and medical supplies, uh, access to vaccines, or whether they have economic opportunity and prosperity. And instead, this has been a government, an authoritarian communist regime that has repressed its people and has failed uh, the people of Cuba. Hence, we're seeing them in the streets. But I would note that the ideology of the government, which has failed, has led to uh, a, a lack of access to economic opportunity, to medical supplies, to COVID vaccines. So all of those pieces are linked. And there are very, very interesting. You know, she just can't let it go. She can't let it go. She can't let it go. Communists are still good, though. <laughs> you know, it was just that they had they lack things. And once they, you know, don't lack things, then communism is fantastic. But. That being said, that communism is a failed ideology, it got me to thinking on Saki doubles down on Biden's plan to monitor and censor Americans on social media. So I'm wondering if you believe that communism this is what the administration truly believes, that communism is a failed ideology. Why then are you embracing the communist mythology on censoring and monitoring America's social media? Isn't that authoritarian? And so I had to, because I, I couldn't believe what I heard. So I'm going to play this bit for you. Uh, not in the same breath. Also by Post Millennial. And here it goes. Facebook flagging disinformation, and there's also some reporting uh, that we've had that Facebook maybe hasn't been uh, as proactive as the White House would like it to be in response to some of the flagging. So the process of how flagging works and then whether Facebook has been amenable to those requests. Sure. Well, I would say first it shouldn't come as any surprise that we're in regular touch with social media platforms, just like we're in regular touch with all of you and your media outlets about uh, areas where we have concern 
uh, information that might be useful, information that may or may not be interesting to your viewers. You all make decisions just like the social media platforms make decisions, even though they're a private sector company and different, but just as an example. So we are ma regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health that we and many other Americans seeing are seeing across all of social and traditional media. And we work to engage with them to better understand the enforcement of social media platform policies. So let me give you an example just to illustrate it a little bit. Uh, the false narrative that remains active out there about COVID-19 vaccines causing infertility, something we've seen out there flowing on the internet quite a bit in other places as well, which has been disproven time and time again. This is troubling, uh, but a persistent narrative that we and many have seen, and we want to know that the social media platforms are taking steps to address it. That is inaccurate, false information. If you are a parent, you would look at that information, and that would naturally raise concerns, but it's inaccurate. Uh, and that is an example of the kind of information that we are flagging or raising. Well, I think as I noted yesterday, Phil, there is more. There are more steps uh, that uh, everyone can take, and I would just note again: this is a responsibility of uh, officials speaking, of course, on behalf of the government. It's a responsibility of members of the media. It's the responsibility of uh, citizens and civic leaders and people who are trusted voices in communities around the country. That has a broad definition. Social media platforms is one of them, and as we know. It is also, a, there are also areas where a lot of people get news and information. Sometimes those are accurate news items uh, reported by some of your outlets or accurate information shared by a neighbor. Sometimes there's information that is not. It is hard to discriminate, as we know. This is not a new issue, but it is an issue that is impacting people's lives. So a couple of the steps that we have, um, you know, that could be constructive for the public health uh, of the country are, uh, providing uh, for, for Facebook or other platforms to measure and publicly share the impact of misinformation on their platform uh, and the audience it's reaching. Uh, also with the public, with all of you, um, to create robust enforcement strategies that bridge their properties and provide transparency about rules. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Taking faster act action against harmful posts as you all know, information travels quite quickly. If it's up there for days and days and days, when people see it, you know, there's, it's hard to put that back in a box. And of course, promoting quality information algorithms. I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. Um, so those are some of the steps that we uh, think could be constructive for public health, for public information, uh, for public, uh, and you know, the right of the public to know. So. That's what she's saying about the right of the public to know. Um, I don't know how, because I, I believe you, you can flag wrong information. And I'm, I have some questions about how they know that this vaccine does not cause infertility. I mean, we haven't had it long enough to know what happens, but okay, okay. Uh, they're flat out killing that immediately. Um, my thing is, you are the federal government. Why do you need to monitor people's social media? And 
you heard what she said. The last part of it was, um, if you're banned from one uh, platform, then you should be banned from other platforms. And I'm in total disagreement with that because, as I said, I don't have a problem with you flagging misinformation. Okay, especially the medical kind. We we we. I think we can all agree that uh, you you can flag it. The government, you know, that that's not true. But I also argue that you, as the federal government, can start a page, open Facebook accounts accounts. You can. Uh, open uh, a forum where people can go and ask questions and have those questions answered. The American people are not fools. We remember what you've done. We remembered how Dr. Fauci went to Twitter and got uh, some information regarding how this virus began or, or where it started and had that information suppressed. We watched as uh, hydro, forgive me, the, the, the medicine in, in the hydrochloroquine, whatever, I'm so sorry I butchered that, um, was completely and entirely dismissed as a viable um, uh, cure or treatment for COVID-19. We watched doctors be completely and entirely uh, Abandoned, erased, the uh, platform, so to speak, um, their credibility trashed. We watch that. We watch that. And for the government, the federal government, the Biden administration, to sit here in a kind of blase manner and say, "Oh yeah, the social media." Um, uh, 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 you know, the oligarchs of the social media should be um, reacting quickly to stomp out misinformation. Misinformation. The government has no business spying on us. And not only is this bad because it further addition is that the Biden administration and the DNC are in talks with cell phone companies. I've talked about this before. They're in conversations with cell phone companies to spy on your text messages, your personal texts. So it's not just about quelling misinformation. It's not just about counteracting a, a false narrative. They are, in effect, spying on you. They are infringing and impeding on your First Amendment rights. Because, really, you can put information out there. You have the media, all of the media, social media traditional media, you have CNN, 
Fauci is up there on CNN all the time. I grant that nobody actually watches CNN, but you sure as heck can go to YouTube. Nobody's watching MSNBC, but you can go to YouTube. You can create an entire YouTube channel to counteract information and have a government official speak on these things. If there is that kind of information or misinformation out there, you can do that as a government agency. You can counteract that directly. You can open a Twitter account and you can counteract that directly. You don't need to spy on Americans for that kind of information. You don't need to spy on Americans. You don't need to stomp that at the bottom. You don't need to impringe on their First Amendment rights. And the second point, or maybe it's the fifth point, I, I lost count, is once social media like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram start editing information, do they still have Section 230? Because they're not just a, a, a town hall meeting kind of place to where people go to dump information or to socialize or whatever people do on these um, platforms. They are now editing people's information. They're editing content. So if they are editing content, doesn't that make them a publisher? And on top of that, they're in collusion with the government, which smacks of a certain kind of blackmail. You know, you can keep your Section 230 if, you know, you monitor these situations right here. This idea, these methods, these socialist, communist methods are creeping their way into our lives. They're creeping into it. Little by little, they want to chip away at that constitution. How long will this last? How long will they monitor? There's no set time. This could be indefinitely. This is an indefinite thing. Because once the government opens up a bureaucracy and puts their foot in the door to monitor information, to monitor your text messages, to monitor your social media accounts, you think they're going to give that up? They put taxes on all kinds of things, taxes on food, taxes on what you buy on, on, on um, Amazon. Did they take those taxes back? Did they lower those taxes? No. No, they did not. 
And do you believe, with all honesty, that if the government can now monitor people, they can use, they can't monitor people themselves, but they can, you know, use companies, usurp companies to do their dirty work, to monitor you and to censor you. Because that's basically what they're doing. They're usurping the first the, the Constitution by getting companies, you know, to do their dirty work. Because, see, the government isn't doing it, but we're enlisting companies to do it for us. Do you believe that once they have that foot in the door, that they're ever going to stop monitoring you? That it ever stops? Misinformation. That's, that's, a, that's a very vague term. Misinformation. I'm, I'm pretty much out there on, on, the inter- on the internet and on YouTube and on not so much Facebook. But I have never seen anybody say that uh, the vaccine caused infertility. That's, that's reaching. I don't think anybody believes that. We have a side glance about it. We have a side eye about it. Because the idea that you are pushing this vaccine so vehemently that you're willing to spy on the American people and usurp the Constitution and Americans' First Amendment rights to make that happen is a side-eyedable offense, outrageous offense. It is egregious. And, by the way, it's a very inspiring for people who are already mistrustful of the government. It's a great way to inspire people who have vaccination hesitancy to take the vaccine. It's marvelous. Two thumbs up for the Biden administration. Great idea. Overstep into the private lives of the American people. Impede their freedoms. Monitor them. Dog them. Segregate them. Call them out. Censure them. Eradicate them on social media, of course. Get rid of them. Once you're banned on one platform, you should be banned for all platforms. They've done it to an American president. They can do it to you. They're trying to do it to world leaders. They are trying. They are trying to do it to world leaders. They want that. They want that. They want to be able to do that to you. They can do it to you. It's a snap. And all of a sudden, you are banned. 
you are persona non grata. It's almost like a dark mirror episode. It's almost like a Twilight Zone episode. It's certainly Orwellian. It's a Lovecraftian monster, actually. With all the slime and tentacles of wanting to keep you safe. The old safety drama. But it's a good, doing a good job. Because as Cuba is crying freedom, 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 America, the American government, is saying censure, censure, censure. They're using those buzzwords, misinformation. about a vaccine. Oh, by the way, just for kicks and giggles, and it's not funny, because I my heart goes out to people who are sick and those who have died, but despite the fact that you are completely vaccinated, you can still get the Delta variant. That's not a right-wing conspiracy. That's a fact. It's been reported. At a wedding party, outdoors, fully vaccinated people contract the Delta variant. In Las Vegas, nurses, fully vaccinated, at a pool party, contract the Delta variant. And stories of these go on and on. But instead of building confidence, inspiring confidence, to go get the vaccine, to get yourself vaccinated. They're instilling fear, mistrust, further reasons why you should maybe. I'm not saying this is the right thing to do, but it certainly is looking like it's a reason to back away and take your time and reassess things a little bit, weigh the pros and the cons. Listen, if you're at risk, get the vaccine. You know what you need to do. Do it. But for those people out there who are hesitant, misinformation is not the problem. It will never be the problem. Because the government, the very people who are crying safety, are the very people who are causing the fear. They're causing the hesitancy. So I have to say to you, weigh your pros and cons. Just weigh them. Look at everything. 
do the right thing for you. That is my podcast for right now. Thank you for listening. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you through voice message by downloading the um, Anchor app at anchor.fm slash Michelle hyphen hi hyphen Bailey. And um, I hope to hear from you so that your voice messages can make it to future podcasts. Thank you for listening. And uh, please, let me know what you think about what's going on in the world. Are we losing our freedom? Once again, thanks for listening. You have a good night.